Lights Out Pyramid, October 27, 1937. Lights Out, everyone. So, Hugh, just a moment, you two. Just a moment there. Jane, huh, all right, father. We're behaved. Now, come on, Doug, stop that. Douglas, all right, dear. But one more joke like that out of your father, I'll get it under the table. Jane, you're just showing off, trying to prove to you that Englishmen have a sense of humour. To you, nay, and now I'm doing nothing of the sort. <laughs> you're already married to the man, daughter. There's no need of me, my saying anything further. Douglas, oh, now that she's got me. Hey, kid, I can know the worst, huh? Jane, exactly. Well, before you, you see my father, Sir Hugh Denman, notorious on the Indian islands, Zambar, the world's greatest Egyptologist. Sir Henry, hear, hear. Jane, now you're sorry you married me. Douglas, ha, huh, that's sad news. I knew about Sir Hugh a long time before I even brought that ring. For a ring? How how about the lowdown myself, my family? Sir Hugh. Lowdown? Lowdown? What kind of American phrase is that? Douglas, that means dish the dirt. Let them knead down your hair. Give you give you the inside dope. Henry? What? Jane, don't let him confuse your father. He's just flaunting the fact he's American. For who? And what an amazing language, my George. He just said it was complicated as some of the earlier Egyptian hieroglyphics. Douglas, oh, no, sir. Not as bad as that. You speaking Egyptians, Jane? Have you told your father where we're going? Jane, oh, no, father hasn't supposed to know where their daughter's honeymoon. Hugh, what is it? Where? What is it? What? What is this? What is this? It's Douglas, just the fact that one of the places we're going is up the Nile. We're in the valley of the Nile. Henry, not really, Jane? Is it true? Jane, yes, father. All my life I heard so much about Europe. Egypt, this Egypt. That, well, I decided simply to see the Egypt and pyramids and the sphinx and the sand and camels, all the rest of it myself. And Douglas, on what bit of opportunity? Yeah, honeymoon. For you. By Jove, I wish I'd known it sooner. I made out a complete itinerary. In fact, I think I'd like to do so now. You two simply must see the tombs of the first century. Coptus, the Blainislian tombs, the Fregal Age, the Arcadonian, the Gaiapal Mines, the Rina Mira, the Jane. Just a moment, Father dear. Just a moment, Douglas and I are going to on a honeymoon, not an expedition. To who? But you can't miss the Grazer Pyramid, a Dersia Pyramid, and a tomb I did my research in, a tomb of Meninosius. There's no tombs for me. No, thank you. I'm not getting myself into one of those family curses. Situation, no, sir. So, who, so who, what's that? What's that, Jane? Douglas has been reading these stories about the horrible things that happened to people meddling around my Egyptian bones. So, who, oh, has he? <laughs> Don't worry, my boy. All that sort of thing only happens in cheap fiction, the cinema. Now take yourself for example. For twenty three years I've worked my life and my efforts to bring the world a more detailed knowledge of the civilization of Europe. In that time I have uncovered hundreds of Egyptian tombs, ranging from lowly workmen to great pharaohs great pharaoh himself. <laughs> and as you see, I'm in very good health. Jane, 
That's what I've been trying to tell him, father. Douglas Bird so joined him. Surely there must be something in those stories I hear of. Of to Hugh. Of eternal curses? No, my boy. Nothing whatsoever doubts that the Egyptians themselves believe in the efficiency curses ascribed upon the ventresses in their tombs. It was only an attempt to frighten off the grave robbers of their own times. <laughs> it doesn't even work with those rascals. Douglas, what do you mean, sir? Sir Hugh, you don't you mean not you may not know it. There are extremely few Egyptian burial places have not been violated time and time again. In many there are cases record that no one was buried the tomb and all its valuable current sealed and the very night robbers would break in, trip place the very object of the value. Exactly what happened to the tomb of Tokutama Tomb Common. You heard about that, of course. Douglas Wyland, why no? Sir Hugh, shortly after Tutankhamun was buried. His tomb was entered by robbers, but he was caught in the very midst of their plundering and executed. Fortunately, the inner tomb was not open. Result that the archaeologists were able to find variable storehouses, works of art and craftsmanship of that age. Yes, it's very rarity that we find find a tomb that has not been meddled with. I might say, in my own discovery, the tomb of Minerinus was the only time the tomb was found which has been left completely intact. As many thousands of years. <laughs> and the inscription of that tomb was no more stopped us. It would have stopped the plunderers of Minerus. Five hundred years before they discovered a secret burial place. Douglas inscription? Jane, what inscription, father? You never told me about that. So Hugh, oh, it was the usual thing. Jane, but what did it say? So Hugh, I remember the words distinctly. Here I sleep, Minerus, the great ruler, that served my bones as you may. Do to me, I shall do to you, even on to the endless generation. Douglas, quite a cur- quite a curse. Jane Wright, Sir Hugh. Of course, we ologists don't pay any attention to that sort of thing. We do our work and think nothing about silly superstitions. Douglas, well, maybe that's all right for you, we scientists. But for me, oh, thank you. I am certainly not going to have my, any mummy disturbing my sleep. Sir Hugh. Oh, Minus wasn't even a mummy. Jane, father, what do you mean? To you, the body hadn't been properly prepared. Prepared properly. Emmons did their best part. By the time I got into tomb, or left a terrible pharaoh with a handful of bones. Douglas, what did you do with them? To you, oh, they were one of the Egyptian museums, yes. In your United States, I keep only one small memento from myself, in fact. Keep it with me all the time. Jane, I didn't know that you carried anything. Minimus, too? Your pocket father? Sir Hugh, <laughs> but I am remaining somewhat of a mystery. I am father trains his youthfulness somewhat. Douglas, you will not go in and show us what it is? Hugh, oh, yes, of course. I'll show it to you. I thought we'd watch interesting art. Douglas, uh, it looks like an eel's tooth. Sir Hugh, Elsive? Aha, amazing that. Jane, well, then what is it? Sir Hugh, I wonder if I tell, tell you. Douglas, why not? Sir Hugh, well, rather McCarthy to talk about the table, don't you know? Especially you two honeymooners and all that sort of thing. Jane, father, don't be silly. After twenty years living among mummy wrappings and decaying things, do you think I would be squeamish about anything? Now that isn't the thing at the end of your watch train. Never paid particular attention to it before. 
For who? Well, I hesitate. Douglas, go ahead, Sir Burnham. I can take it all. Take it. For who? Well, he's been a polished substance, you see. Part of the pheromonious himself. Douglas, Jane, what? For who? I expect you to be shocked. Sir Jane, father, you don't mean. Sir who? I do. Do you mean you mean to say that that piece of? To who? Well, I warned you to. Jane, father, how fantastic. To who in the hand now? Nothing so peculiar to chuckle about it. A small piece of human bone that could be, have been exposed to the elements for over 5,000 years. It's a particular vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. Douglas, he was a pharaoh? Sir Hugh, yes, the man was a known history. Certainly, one civilization could have done without. Jane, what do you mean? Who my search has convinced me. Menace is easy, one of the major criminal despots of all time. Cruel, power, self-willed, unwittingly, believing cruel, ruthless. Well, you could blame me for little consent of wearing it, conceit of wearing his skeletal framework on my rest train. Douglas, can I, can I touch it? So you, why not? To think that little bit of bone I hold in my hand was once. Ah, Jane, Douglas, what? Douglas, it's broke. So you, by Jove, so it did. Douglas, gosh, I'm sorry. To you. Perfectly all right, old boy, my boy. Perfectly right. The thing is bound to be brittle after three years. Here, give me the broken bits. Douglas, Claire, to get rid of them. Gee, I'm sorry I broke it, Sir Hugh. Sir Hugh, <laughs> well, it's my nest of mine. Why should I? Now, don't forget you two. I want you to visit the two when you get over there. Douglas, no, thank you. Jane, well, why not, Douglas? Father told me so much about the place. I really like to go and see what it looks like. So, big pardon, Sir Denman. Sir Hugh? Yes, Jenkins, what? So, look, cab, sir, it's waiting. Sir Hugh, cab? Douglas, oh my gosh, it's been after nine. Jane, oh well, don't you just stand there, come and cast the bank train. We miss it, Jenkins, our things. So, all packed in the car, Miss Jane. Jane Jenkins, you're wonderful. Douglas, look, back, look, he's even brought my hat. Well, Sir Hugh, we're off. Sir Hugh, have a good time, you two. Remember, honeymoons should only come only once in a lifetime. They wish you could come with us, father. Sir Hugh chuckles. chuckles. Fortunately, this lumbar, lumbago mine prevents me from making a nuisance of myself. Ah, but I would like to see you again. Douglas, I say hello to it for you. That's where it is, isn't it? Although I am one of your family then. Jane, ah. Oh. Douglas, Jane? Sir Hugh, daughter, what's the matter? Jane, it's nothing. Douglas, nothing? By the way, you cried out, your face so white. Sir Hugh, yes, tell us what it is. Jane, I thought I saw the bones move on the table. Jenkins, I'm sitting today, Douglas, and I hurried over the great speaks of Gaza, bore out two camels riding around, and decided if you told us the great speaks are supposed to have been the portrait of mighty King Kafar. Then we must have had larger ears than a certain American cinema star, maybe something arrives at table. Sir Hugh. Oh, go on, Jenkins. Keep reading, keep reading. Jenkins, yes, sir. 
You certainly were right about the views, father. And view from the summit of the Great Pyramid, looking down the splendid line of pyramids stretching as far as one eye can see in a southern atmosphere, with a slight lever, one of you us will ever forget the time it said reaches you, being away to our last bit of sightseeing before we leave in New Egypt. This is it, our great dis- our own great discovery. A tomb of minimumness. Douglas isn't exactly enthusiastic about going, but since confidentially I started to put on the trousers his family. Here do as I say. P.S. Doug, looking over my shoulders of rightness, he denies the trousers part effectively. But that's his story. Anyway, we're going to visit the place where you found the bones of that, as you put it, emerged Montrous and Mr. Minerus. I write and let you know just what happens there. All the love in the world, Jane. To you, and what's all she writes? Jane goes, yes, said Bellum. To you. So young, <laughs> so young Douglas doesn't want to go near the two men in the cell. Maybe it's supposed to be the very, very wealthy ones. Busy letter, Jenkins? Jenkins, if I may suggest to you, it is late. To you, oh yes, it's past my bedtime, isn't it? Oh, that's a cool part of seniority. Bedtime assumes the monstrous proportions. It is one of the children. Jenkins, one would hardly call your senile. So Hugh, just to obey, girl. So Hugh, well, whatever it is, I can need help. You are, Jenkins? Yes, sir. Jenkins, yes, sir. Hugh groans and gets up. Ah, now that's as we go. So the two men slowly walking upstairs. Hugh, amazing. Jenkins, what, sir? So Hugh, the suspicions of even intelligent mind. My son, Lord Douglas, I, I can't, don't imagine he'd forget what I told him about the curse of Menus. Sweet dying day. <laughs> Walking sound, opening doors. Are you? But I'm rather chilly here. Jenkins, I'll get you a robe, sir. To you? If you would, Jenkins, the new robe. I left it in Jenkins' old room. Jenkins, I'll make a light. I'll take make a light here first, sir. To you? No, don't bother. I'll just sit here and wait for you to come back. Jenkins, easy, sir. To you, as he sits down, himself down. Ah. Oh. Jenkins, back in a moment, Sir Hugh. Sir Hugh, I'll be awake. <laughs> Not getting afraid of dog in my old age. <laughs> Poor Douglas, the curse of ignorance. <laughs> There's a few seconds of silence. A soft sound of wind. Sir Hugh, ah, ah, quite a wind. A sunny, intelligible murmur of man's voice. Hugh, ah, oh, Jenkins, that you? So dark, come, come, I'm chilly. Here, put that robe over my shoulder. I'm too tired to get up. Yes, that's right. Ah, uh, just hands of your hands are cold, Jenkins. I feel like bones. Well, take him off my neck, man. Come round the front of my chair and fix the fire, Jenkins. What are you standing back there for? Don't you hear me? What are you, Siege Minimus? Not a loud cry, but grasp of man seems unbelievable. So that's horribly tensely building up to you, shouting, name the feet, fending in the of horror. Jenkins, Jenkins, where are you, Jenkins? Come back here. There's something here. Jenkins, come quickly. Jenkins, it is he, Minimus, dead bones around me, crushing me. Cries out of bony arms of Minimus, circle. Cries continue long enough to save the scene, and slowly die out as man loses consciousness, followed by slow crunching and breaking of bones.
32 Clemens walking slowly through the sand. Jane. Oh, Doug. Douglas. What? Jane. Is this the thing I really... Is this the thing that I'm really on? On really a camel? Douglas. The ladies' model. Jane. Well, he must have, bro- have broken springs or something. Douglas. Giddy up, old horse. What did you say, Jane? Jane is creature. Don't they have any models with shockers or this? Douglas, well, this was all your idea. Jane, and a good one, too. I awoke father, told him be sure, visit the tomb. Douglas, is it, it is. Much further to go. His camel moves in more directions. At more directions at the same time. Jane, you heard what the guide said. Right over the ridge there. Douglas said, guide, you're smiling and we were. Won't go near the place, place but twice his fee. Jane, you mean he was mad at you, bad at you are. You, just because of minus was one of the worst despots that ever lived, there's no reason to be afraid of him dead. Douglas, come on, let's go back. Jane, we will not. Ever since my father has elevated it too, but nothing been missed, this and missed that. Well, I'm going to see his last resting place. It is the last thing I do. Douglas, this camel, I wish I'd taken a bank, taken a streetcar. Jane looked up. Douglas, I can't. I've got to stand in mines. Jane, the opening's in the hill. It must be the tomb. Douglas, I still got a while to get back. Jane, this is thrilling. The thing is my father always talked about. Come on, off for your camel. Doug, Douglas, if I could stop this animal. Whoa, hold it. Jane, not whoa, you idiot. The guy said to say out empty, triumphantly. See, mine stopped. Douglas, Eddie, Eddie. Both camels sound. Stop. Emma sounds the creatures kneel down and rest. Gee, mine, my, mine's nearly. Douglas, mine is too. Jane, mom. Oh, the solid ground again. Douglas, solid, what did you say? Fancy even going up and down. Jane, oh, you still seasick? Douglas, not seasick, my dear, just desert sick. Sick of hieroglyphics and tombs. All the rest of Europe, Egypt. Jane, now this is the last tomb. Be all through. Douglas, I should hope so. Down her feet going through sand. Douglas, it's my, it's my feet, it's it, it, my feet hold up. Jane, won't that be thrilled when I write to him and tell him we've actually been here? Douglas, say, how about those animals? Jane, oh, they'll wait for us. You know what the guide said. Douglas, well, the guide was as right as he usually is, as means we have these to hike back to town. Jane, my authentic American. Douglas, I made this ver- veracity football, my dear. Not marathon walking. Jane, no, Doug, this is thrilling. Just think. Right there were my father uncovered the mountain, candid for the records of a whole new dynasty. Quite a climb up there, Sand Hills, isn't it? Doug, I'm glad you're finding that out. 
Here, take my hand. Jane thanks. Douglas, up with you. Turn footstep sounds. Jane, well, that's that's that. Douglas, that, that's that what? How are we going to do, do now? Jane, go in. Douglas, oh, go in. Don't expect to go in that clammy looking place. Jane, that's what we're here for. Douglas, look, you but look in there. It's like the entrance to the Devil's Hotel. Jane, we got flashlights. Look, you now look here, Douglas, my boy. Not afraid. Douglas, oh, well, come out, come out here. I'll see where I'm going to be henpecked. I'm going to be henpecked for the rest of my life. Douglas, Jane, poor man. Douglas, now watch where you're going. This single pretty, this angle pretty steep. Echo chamber. Jane, oh, I really, I'm all right. It's exciting, so dark. Douglas, yeah, when your father came. When did your father clean this place out? Jane, oh, about ten years ago. Told us it's perfectly safe to go down there. See all those timbers they put in? Douglas, cold, clammy. Jane, the entrance is to antiquity. Douglas, don't walk so fast. Take it easy. Jane, all right. Douglas, uh, what kind of fellow was his menace anyway? Jane, what did father say he was? A devil wheels. Douglas, yeah. Jane, father found a record of his exploits. They went, went something less. They stormed and captured the city. Six thousand hundred, six thousand of their warriors put the sword. Three thousand captives are burned with fire. The corpses are formed in pillars. Young men and women are buried, burned up with the fire. Lido afraid. The skin had spread over all the city. The city had destroyed, the devastated, the burned with fire. Douglas, nice fellow. Jane, hold your flashlight up. And I remember if I read something about them. Two men, man, something like, like this. Many captives among them are burned with fire. Many took the living captives. Some are cut off their hands and their fingers. Many put out their eyes. I put made one pillar of heads. Douglas, that's enough of that, Jane. Jane, but you asked me about Minimus. I was only trying to. Douglas, for peace sake, let's go back. Jane, we're not, we will not, Jane, come all this way. And oh, Douglas, look. Jane, hold your flashlight up like that. Remember, Father read me something about the dear old man, which went something like this. Many captives among them that I burned with fire. Many had took of living freaks captives, some I cut off their heads and their fingers, and many put out their eyes, I made pillars of the heads. Douglas, that's enough of that, Jane. Jane, but you just asked me about Minimus. I was only trying to. Douglas, for peace's sake, let's go back. Jane, we will not come all this way, and, oh, Doug, look. Douglas, what? Jane, the scripture on the wall there, turn your flashlight on it too. Douglas, I can't, can, can't read it. Jane, of course not. Hieroglyphics, old Doug. You must be the description father talked about. Douglas, huh? Jane, you remember? Here I speak, Minimus, the great ruler. You serve my bones, you'll be, you do as I shall go. Do to me, I shall do to you. Unto endless generation. Douglas, a curse? Jane, right. Oh, what a thrilling thing to write to father. We actually saw it with our own eyes. Douglas, Come on, let's get out of here. Jane Douglas, stop talking like that. We've got to go on and see the burial room. Set down there, it's the only way, little ways further. 
Douglas, not me. Jane, you afraid? Douglas, call it what you like. Jane, well, I'm going on. Douglas, well, go ahead. There's where I stop. Jane, Doug, come on. Douglas, I told you. There's where I stop. Jane, then stay here, superstitious infant. Douglas, kill me up when you like. Call me what you like. If you get in trouble, then here's where I'll be. Jane, I won't need your help. Douglas, if you want to want it, uh, if you want to go do any underground exploring, I'll wait till we get go to New York. And you'll go for the subway. What fun is dismal smell What fun is dismal smelly old Brownie sound timber begin to give way. Douglas, what the Jane, come on back. Rumbling sound begins to cave in starts. Douglas, Jane, the roof, cave in. Run. Jane screams. Her scream is blotted out by grinding and roaring roof of activated caves in. It appears tremendous rocks and timbers crashing into the base passageway. Douglas, Jane, Jane, where are you, Jane? Cave in. I shut her off with her. Jane, can you hear me? Help! I've got to help get help. Douglas, as he runs along my passageway. Sunlight, I've got to get out of it. She's trapped in there. Shovels, man. Got to drag through. She'll die out there. She'll die. Oh, somebody come into the passage. Man, stranger, stranger, help me. A roof cave in. My wife's trapped back in there. In a tomb, come on. Why are you standing there? Holding your face. Hide your face. Help me, you deaf, you fool. Am I? She's back there behind the cave. In, blast you. Come on, help me, you filthy rags. I'll give you whatever you want. Tell you, tell me where I get help. Shovels. I don't stand there. What's the matter with you? Who are you? Take those rags away from your face. Let me look at you. All right. When I do it, I'll do it for you. I'll tear. Cries in horror. Skull. Ah, skull. Oh, you can't be. Stay back from me. Why are you opening your arms for? What are you going to do? As bony arms close upon him. Let go of me. You're crushing me. Bones crushing me. Stop. I don't want to come in here. Why did I, what did I, did, what, what I did? I didn't want to do. Let go of me. Struggling. Furiously. Let go. Great pain. You're kidding me. Cries in great pain. Cries shuts off abruptly. Crackling of bones and paint, the scene vividly. Jane, coughing heavily, dust so thick, got to stay back near the floor. <laughs> oh, dark, my flashlight, so dark, my flashlight drops in some place. Oh, better air clearing up. Doug, Douglas, can you hear me, Douglas? No, don't answer. Doesn't, doesn't answer. Oh, Doug. No, you don't. That won't, that won't do any good. Doug, do get me out of here, won't you? Doug? No, no, I mustn't cry. I mustn't. Douglas, get me out. He will. But what, what if Douglas got crushed under the cave-in? Shelly sharply, hysterically. Douglas, Coaster, tell me. You're out there. Douglas, tell me. You're right, Douglas. Help me, Douglas. It's Jane, Jane, Douglas, answer me. Answer me, Douglas, answer me. 
cries heavily. After a few seconds, crying is heard a faint scratching. Someone's calling for the rock pile. Dane. Digging, somebody's digging. Douglas, I hear you. You're digging through to me. My darling, you're getting through to me. I knew you would. I knew it. Clawing affected closely, she starts digging too. I'll help you, Doug. Can you hear me? I hear you, Doug. Speak to me, darling. Sound of rocks as others break through. Jane, oh my dear, it's your through. It's so dark, I can't see you. Let me help you. Oh, Doug, your clothes are rags. <laughs> but it, it's you, it's you. Get me out of this horrible place. Oh, Doug, Doug, you're right. You're right, I never should have been come here. The awful curse has almost got us. Didn't it, darling? Doug, why don't you say something? Why don't you put my, your arms around me? I can only see you standing back there in the dark. Come closer, Doug. Don't. Don't just stand there so suddenly. You frightened me. I've been so terribly frightened already, darling. But I could only see you if, ah, the flashlight, if it right, it's right at my feet. Now I see you. It is broken. Oh, no, it's all right. Now that, then, Doug, what? Ah! 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 Doug, it's him. The bones you crushed. Standing there, skeleton. Doug, come to me. Come to me. Minimus. No, not he. Here I slept, Minimus the Great. They broke my bones, even they did as they did to me. I did to them. And to me. What of me? Minimus. And you, now you're my bride. Lights out.